Welcome to the Elevate Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Tyler Johnson. Thank you for tuning in. If you are a return listener, I'd be grateful for your rating or review. And if you dig this episode, give us a like or share. And now, whether you've tuned in to elevate your mindset, your game, or just your day, you are in the right place. My guest this episode is an elite performance coach for female athletes, an educator and champion volleyball coach. You can find her on social media at Bree Smedley. And after this episode, visit www.christinabrienne.com backslash elevate. Welcome to the Elevate Podcast, Brienne Smedley. How are you today? Thanks for having me. I'm doing really well. Good. We're excited to have you. You bring a great background to the uh, audience here with mental skills, being a former college athlete, coaching as well. Um, Flashing back to being a student athlete, what were some of the greatest maybe experiences and then the lessons that are eventually all taught to us student athletes for you? Yeah, going back to those days, Let's see here. The thing that comes to mind first is my, my college playing experience. And I had a bit of a different path than some people. I was a walk-on at a division two volleyball program. And that was because I actually quit playing volleyball, the sport that I loved when I was a senior in high school. And, you know, looking back on it, however many years removed now, like 15 years, I think um, I can see it clear as day. And how I was just so overwhelmed with the pressure. Um, you know, I didn't know how to handle those, not just pregame nerves, but like the expectations and yeah. um, not letting people down, things like that. So I quit and then actually got an opportunity to play because I missed it so much. And it turns out I tried out, walked on on this um, amazing volleyball program that I got to be a part of. And it really shaped my four years in college. I had to work my tail off to be a starting full ride scholarship athlete by the time I was a senior and um, made the best friends that I have. I still am in contact with. I learned from one of the most amazing coaches um, who has really shaped my decision to get into coaching. And so I think the lesson, you know, I learned a lot, but I think one of the main lessons that I learned was um, how to trust myself and how to, um, how to be myself and just step into that and sports, especially that experience of being a walk-on and, and, and working hard and being surrounded by an amazing community just really lended itself really well to do that. And, um, yeah, that's really where I, I kind of stepped into who I am now. You mentioned a, a coach there that inspired you a little bit. Cause the next question was, what inspired you to get into coaching? Yeah, I think part of it was my coach in college and because she coached in such a different way than I had ever experienced. And now it's becoming more common, uh, just that the relationships over outcomes and connection before, um, anything else. And she just did a phenomenal job of connecting with me as a person. And even though I, I mean, I was just a walk-on, you know, air quotes and sometimes walk-ons get, I, I mean, I coach high school volleyball and I have high level athletes and, you know, they're like, I don't want to be a walk-on, you know, they have this like bad view of it. Right. And 
you know, she made me feel like I was a starter from the first day that I got in there. Like she gave the same um, level of care and attention to every single one of her athletes that came through the program. Um, and she got the most out of us as a result of that. Now that I see it from there, you know, I felt so safe, so cared for, but she also had this high level of expectation, um, that made, made me want to be my best. And she did it in a way that was just so empowering. And so that inspired me because, um, you know, I saw, I got a glimpse of this way that, that a coach can impact lives without being like negative, uh, criticizing, yelling, kind of like the old school way, um, is what we probably call it now. And so I was just inspired to, um, to do that and, and stay connected into the volleyball community that way. Excellent. One of the things that I learned about you is you have your master's in special education. Mm -hmm. Uh, we were talking about my kids quick offline. My six-year-old son, Nolan has autism and is on the spectrum. So as a father with someone with some special needs, it's ongoing learning for me as well um how has that master's and experience in special education helped your coaching yeah it's it's really it's helped a lot and i didn't actually anticipate like i didn't think okay i'm going to um you know study special education so that i can you know become a better coach but obviously everything's connected and one of the main ways that i feel like it really has helped my coaching is to realize that everyone is, is at a a different level and, um, that they, my athletes or my students don't need to conform to me. I need to provide access for them. And it's my job as the coach to evaluate and understand, you know, where, where they are, not just skill level, but like emotionally, mentally, um, and I adjust my approach depending on what they need. They don't need to change to meet my, I don't know, expectations or, or sure. whatever. Sure. So that, that's kind of been the, the main thing in, in realizing that it's possible. Like there's, um, there's so many different ways that athletes learn, that students learn. Um, and we as coaches are responsible for um, providing them access. And so special education and, and what I've learned with my background there has just shown that there are so many modalities and so many ways that athletes can connect, um, and get to their next level. Um, you know, no one's just, no one's out of the game because of that. So have you ever heard the, the popcorn analogy? Oh, I just heard that yesterday, actually. Uh, you, you were, as you're, it made me think of it when you talked about kids, kids learning. So now that we've teased it, do you want to share it? Sure. I, I don't even know where I came across this, but um, if I'm thinking of the right one, it's that, you know, in a bag of popcorn, it receives like the same heat, the same amount of time in yep. the microwave, but all the kernels um, pop at different times. And so to not compare, you know, one from another, everyone has their own journey and development. Yeah, exactly. That's what I've heard like, you know, in the pans of same pan, same oil, same temperature, not everyone's popping at the same time. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, Love that approach. And and thank you for sharing those those sentiments. I think that's great. Um, You're a volleyball coach still. You're a mental performance coach. What kind of, was it that relationship coach or or was it later on that um, shifted a a great emphasis that you saw in coaching and teaching mental skills? Yeah, the, the mental skills... Yes, I got a taste of that when I was in college. So my coach, she she did emphasize the mental side of the game, um, 
And that's kind of where I first got a taste of like, oh, there's, I'm not alone in thinking that there's expectations and there's pressure and I'm not sure how to handle this. And I'm not alone with, you know, these like negative thoughts that are going on in my head. And, um, so I kind of got a, like a little taste of it. I started studying sports psychology, um, a little bit with my undergrad as well. And, um, the real game changer came in, like the real time that I saw the importance of it was when I started coaching. So I got out, I started coaching actually like my senior year of college. So I was like 22 and I <laughs> was given this team, like this 15s club team. Um, and the director was like, okay, here's your roster. Here's the whistle. Like go coach them up. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay. I guess right. we'll, we'll go for this. And, okay. um, the, the point being that like coaches, especially young coaches, they, you know, you don't, you're not trained in the area of like mental skills. You just go coach how you were coached is basically like what it comes down to. Right. And I realized over time, like, the, you know, the teams that I continued to get, they, I could teach like volleyball skills all day and they can learn the skills. They can get better at passing, but if they don't know how to perform under pressure or they don't believe in themselves, even though I tell them all day, like you, you've got this, you are, you're good. If they don't believe that they're not going to be able to perform when they get out there. And so I just continue to have teams and players and I'm like, gosh, this is exactly how I was in high school. And like, I need to, like, I've experienced it, but I don't really know how to help them, you know, by beyond just saying like, be confident or you got this. And so I decided to look into certifications and programs that will help, um, that could help teach the mental side of the game. And that's where it started was just that I wanted to help my teams. Um, and so I got, um, a certification through positive performance coaching on, um, um, to be a certified elite performance mindset coach. Um, as well as a visualization um, expert. So I really dove into like visualization and how that impacts our athletes' performance. Yeah. And from there, I, I started a business. I mean, long story short, started a business and created a course and a program for athletes. And I basically just did the whole program, everything with my high school volleyball team. So started that about four years ago. They were like my testing ground. <laughs> and like, you know, I'm like, I'm going to take you through this. I know this might sound weird. We're going to start visualizing and start saying affirmations and right. going to have routines now. And four years later, I mean, we won the state championship this year. So, um, I mean, the, the results speak for themselves and like, it really is, it turned out like it, it's that link, like yeah. athletes need the physical skills, but they have to have the mental skills to show up and get it done. So, yeah. I think yeah. Even today's day and age is such an unlock to the skill development. I think yeah. there, there's gotta be, if you said you started before you go, there's gotta be some quip. You don't have to call her out, but has a girl or player come back and said, referenced that and how it's helped her oh yeah okay well she hasn't I, I from this season um it was super like this gives me goosebumps every time I um talk about it but so we won the state championship and um in the car ride home like I was driving a group of like five girls back um you know we're like yeah this is the best way to end and all this yeah. and one of my senior um captain setter um if you look at the team you'll figure out who that is um but she was like brie i knew we were going to win the state championship and i was like how'd you know that she was like when you did that last visualization 
in the locker room, like before we went out and we've been visualizing and, you know, doing mental skills with the whole season, but she's like this last visualization, I brought them through like, okay, we're going to just see ourselves warming up on the court, like see ourselves in the dome, the dome. Um, you know, I kind of took them through just like mentally this, like how the game's going to go. Okay. We're going to hit a slump. We're going to get down. Like how you're like all those scenarios. And then I took them through like the end, um, you know, winning that last point, going in a dog pile in the middle of the court, lifting the, um, the trophy up. And she was like, when you did that visualization, I started crying. And like, I could see, this is before we went out, like for the, for the match. And she was like, I started crying and I could just, I could see it. And I knew we were going to win at that point. And so, um, to see it actually like play out like that, I mean, it doesn't always happen that way. It took a lot of work. It wasn't just, you can visualize it and happen, but, um, you know, it, it absolutely, um, you know, just puts that image in, in the athletes' minds. And, um, it was really cool to hear her say like, you know, when it came together like that, it, it made a difference. So, yeah. It's cool. As you could, I always kind of like look at those, they're like little, like, you know, it's not the only thing, like you said, right. It wasn't just because mm-hmm. I did that. I mean, these girls obviously worked their tails off. You guys had a great yeah. season. There's yeah. a lot goes into it, but that kids will point back to them as like these little like fulcrum moments, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of like, maybe even in the moment, sometimes when I've done visualization with college football kids, it seems a little woo woo. Right. And they're like, all right. And then their, their feedback is really awesome to hear. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, you know, planting that, that seed in those little moments that kids point back to those. It's not like they like point back. Oh man, that pizza we had the night before was, you know, what, what, what made the difference, you know, and I think, or that one drill even. And I think that, that social emotional connection when it comes to championships and relationships that kids are really quick to, to find some of the things that create those. So yeah. kudos to you. Love that story. Probably one of the cooler stories we've had on the podcast in a while. Um, part of that, that mental toughness and mindset coaching, um, getting over mistakes. I know you have some videos on YouTube. I scoped a few out. Um, how do you help coach your athletes getting over mistakes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a big one because it's probably the number one thing we see from athletes and then also from parents on what their daughters struggle with is mistakes, like bouncing back from mistakes. And so the first thing that we talk about a lot is just the reframe of it. And this is just a, um, just a mindset shift that every athlete needs to make. And every parent of an athlete needs to make too, is that mistakes are part of it. Mistakes are necessary. And like you, you and I've heard this over and over and over again, but I, you know, it, it still bears repeating, like mistakes are part of the game. If you want to be good, you're going to be making mistakes. And also mistakes happen to every single athlete, like at every level, every age, every stage, they're going to be making mistakes. And the difference though, between like elite athletes and average athletes is the response to the mistake. So first we train just the shift that it's necessary and it's like failure is not something to be afraid of. And, you know, just kind of continuing to repeat that. And as coaches, we play a big part in that too. Like our response, our reaction to mistakes plays a big role in it as well. Um, you know, so just making sure that we're like creating an environment where mistakes are okay. Um, and then we teach athletes a tool um, so that they can actually come back from it. And the tool is very simple. Um, it's just a ritual. 
that they use when they make a mistake or they're feeling like they're just off. So the first part of it is a breath, um, a very intentional deep belly breath, um, because we know that calms our nervous system down, helps us get back in the present moment. They say a reset word at the top. And usually that's, uh, we take them through a process where they find that reset word related to like their best playing moment and how they want to play. Um, and then on the exhale, they do just some sort of gesture to tie it all together. So like a snap of the fingers or just ponytail or something, um, just to get them in the present moment so that they're ready to go. Love it. Love that ritual process. Um, and I love how you, real quick, a breath, a word, then doesn't take long. No, (laughs) it should just be like two seconds, three seconds, no more. And we're good. And I think the process that you just, was, was amazing. So, um, love it. And on that real quick, because sometimes, you know, when I I have athletes who are like swimmers or basketball players and they're like, I don't have two seconds. Like I can't just stop in the water. And, um, so what I tell them is like, you can do this on the go because you know, it's, it's something in your mind. Like it's almost like you're just, you're visualizing it. So you can be running down the court and doing your, your mistake ritual or whatever you're doing. Um, but the faster that you get back into it, like that's what separates athletes is in most games, like in volleyball, we have eh, maybe like 20 seconds before the next serve is coming. So if it takes you 30 seconds to get over your mistake, we're already like, into the next play into the next rally and you're back there in the last one. So like the faster you can come back, the more advantage you're going to have. I think, yeah. I played football. I think, you know, volleyball lends it the same way. I think it's same sometimes tennis is that there's a lot of time between points. Yes, exactly. I have no idea in volleyball, but in a, you know, five set, match how much actual volleyball between whistle to whistle you know serve to whistle Mm -hmm. it's probably several minutes exactly i know somebody's done that study actually and it always surprises me every time i hear it's like yeah yeah, yeah. it's like a minute that you're actually contacting the ball on the whole (laughs) yes i know like i think i think college football it's like three and a half hour average game and literally less than 12 minutes of actual football yeah yeah and so it's like what's your mind doing the other three hours right Mm -hmm. and so i think it's a one way to get kids to think about is how are you going to spend that mind time? Mm-hmm. You know, just thinking about however the last play was, or are we going to have a, have a plan? So yeah. love it. Um, you work with a lot of females. Mm-hmm. Confidence. How do we build and create confidence? I've got my little two-year-old. How can I build that little, little beautiful girl's confidence as she grows? Yeah. You know, confidence when it comes down to it is, trusting ourselves. And, um, part of that, especially, you know, I'll speak to it from the perspective of how a parent can help build their, their athlete daughter or just their athletes confidence. Um, so trusting ourselves means that we can also trust any emotion that we have. So a lot of times as athletes where they lack confidence is because they get into situations where they, um, don't like how they're feeling. So, they fail and they're like, Oh no, I'm going to let people down. And that's not an okay feeling. Or I took a risk and I feel kind of vulnerable and I don't like that. Um, I messed up. Um, I'm nervous because the, the 
um, who we're playing is really good and maybe I'm not going to play well. And so they get in these situations where they're like, ha they ha they're having these emotions and they're kind of putting a label on them as if they're like not allowed to have that emotion. It's a bad emotion. So they're associating it negatively. And so we want to shift that to where athletes can trust themselves in any situation. Yes, they might fail, they might make mistakes, but the confidence comes from knowing that they can move through that and they can yeah. be okay with it. And so a lot of this, it, like coaching just parallels parenting so much. Um, so in parenting, I mean, it's, it's basically validating our kids' emotion emotions. And, um, even from a very young age, you know, those of us that do have young kids, I think it's like, you know, I'm so glad I'm learning this now because most of the time we, we also unintentionally like skip forward past the bad emotions. Like our kids are experiencing something negative or they're having a hard time or they're feeling nervous. And we tell them like, it's okay. Don't be nervous. You're fine. You know, and we're just like skipping over it where, are, you know, when if they're expressing that and then we're telling them to just not think about it, they're basically, we're sending them the message that they can't trust how they're feeling. Right. And so instead we need to say like, yeah, you're feeling nervous because you're about to play a big game, you know, and just as simple as like seeing it, recognizing it, affirming it, validating it, you know, is, is actually confidence building because yeah. then we're affirming like, yeah, what I'm feeling is true. This is a true feeling that I'm having. You know, and so that that's a big like parenting one, um, coaching as well. You know that we can we can be doing Co that daily. Coaching often in a masculine world, I, I think mm -hmm. you see the dangers of ignoring emotions. Right. It, it, you know, and, and compartmentalizing and not expressing, and you see how that you know turns out you know tragically sometimes. So um, I, I love I love making that that point. Um, do yeah. you, uh, you talked about kind of the, some of the stuff you did with your team. Do you have a, any other team exercise that like jumps out that you love doing or your, your, your teams end up loving that maybe you thought was silly and you did it and the girls Bree, This is, this is the jam. Um, right. I know you got some cool exercises. Is there one that comes to mind? Yeah. I mean, the one that comes to mind is the one that we did every day before practice. I, there was a lot of ones that were kind of like, I mean, our girl, I give them a lot of credit because now that we've been doing mental training for four years, they're, they're like, they expect anything out of me now. They're like, yeah, you could tell us to stand on our head and like recite the alphabet backwards and say Love that it's it. going to help us play better than we do it. Love <laughs> but, it. Um, the one that we do every day before practice is just like a simple mindset routine. Um, and at the beginning of practice, we go through like an exercise where they come up with like their th three affirmations for the season based on like what they want to achieve. So it's like, I am, you know, positive present tense, all those things. And so before every practice, um, I have them close their eyes and I would lead them through just an exercise where we took five deep intentional breaths. Um, and it's like they're inhaling confidence, strength, power at the top. They say their reset word, which we talked about in the mistake ritual. And then they exhale, like any worries, any doubts, anything that came before this practice, it doesn't matter. And we just intentionally do that five times. Yeah. Um, and then I take them through a visualization with, um, for each of their affirmations. And so it's like, they'll say their first one and then they visualize it second, third. And then, um, we also, before each practice, write down something we're grateful for and we try and get specific. 
Yeah. So I have visualized that whatever that gratitude thing is, um, because we know that uh, when we're fo- what we focus on expands. And so if we're focusing on things that, you know, we want to see more of in our lives, then we get to see more, we see more of it and we actually play better because we're in a better mind state. And so we go through that. Um, and then I just give them like 15 seconds to, to breathe intentionally again, like be more present, let go of anything else. And then we get to practice. So it's simple, but it actually like it, it made a huge difference in the focus of every one of our practices. So. I think it's such a great thing in any sports team um, because it's like, I think the high school environment, they all came running from class or from back from home or mm-hmm. looking at this on their phone and stressing about this class or that boy or something. Um, yeah. But it, it's like, I, like, how do you, everyone's got to bring it together. We're all here. Um, so just, the, just the, the transition, I think, is just very powerful for the hectic student athlete, whatever age they are, just to have that transition into, um, you know, how they're going to get ready for practice and be present. So mm-hmm. we've obviously done a great job training them that presence is important. So um, I'm sure it's probably one of the, if I asked your players, I'm sure it's probably one of their favorite parts of practice too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure. So, um, very cool. What, uh, are your thoughts? Final question. One we like to ask a lot here, how do you define success? Yeah. How do you define success? So I, I thought about this question and I know this might, this might sound simple also, but just reaching potential and you know, that's different for everybody. And one thing, I mean, I bring it back to like daily practice. Um, I used to, my first started coaching was kind of like a no excuses type coach. Like you come to practice and you need to give this level of effort every single time. And like, there's no excuse in, there's no excuse that I could ever fathom why you wouldn't give this level of effort that I am expecting in my mind. And over the years, I realized like every single athlete is different. Every single athlete is going to deal with different things every single day. And the best that I could ask of them is that they bring what they have that day. And that, you know, over time is how they're going to reach their potential. And, um, it also just like breeds that, that trust too, you know, and, um, you know, so I find like each, each practice to be successful if we reached our potential for that day. So whatever that was, you know, depending on whatever circumstances were happening in each of the players' lives and each of the coaches' lives, you know, and, and what we had to give that day, if we reach our potential every single day, then over time, that trajectory is also going to be going up. So that's how I define it. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If something caught your ear as useful or unique this episode, we would love your help spreading the Elevate message. You can find me on Instagram at Elevate Educate Rejuvenate. That's with the numeral instead of the A-T-E. Thank you again. And if I can help you with anything, please reach out. And don't forget, go elevate others.